0: Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington,
1: and I'm Melissa Edgington.
0: Dude, episode one hundred and one.
1: Wow, isn't
0: that crazy? One
1: oh one. One
0: oh one. I mean, we have done a lot of podcasts. Yeah. That's a lot of talking about just, you know, I mean, I, I would like to. I should probably go back and find out what happened in my life, just by listening to our podcasts.
1: I wonder how many times we've repeated ourselves in 101 episodes.
0: I bet there's people like, oh, they always talk about this. But there's podcasts I listen to where they do that, where I've heard the story, same story several times. Yeah. You know, repetition. You've the...
1: only got so many stories, you yeah, know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know I'm going to tell one tomorrow about the crusty lawnmower purchase, the crusty man that we bought the lawnmower from.
1: Yeah. We've
0: probably told that on the blog, too. I mean, the podcast. Probably. But it's worth repeating. Don't you think?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just one of those times in my life where, you know, you're just wondering, what's happening? What's happening right now? You know, we showed up, and his house was nice. remember how nice it was?
1: Not really. I he don't placed really remember. A, so this
0: man places an ad in the newspaper in Nashville where we lived for people that want to buy a lawnmower, just a push mower, like a thir- 14, 15. 15 inch. I'm not sure how wide it was. It was not very wide. And uh, and I just needed a cheap lawnmower. And it was like a lawnmower of $50. All right. So I called up and he's like, yep, I got several of them. Come over here and take a look at them. So we show up and he's got this beautiful yard. We go into his garage, which he's turned into a shop. You don't remember this?
1: Only vaguely. That Didn't was you,
0: remember he was twenty like years not ago. wearing a shirt? He was mm-hmm. like an old man, but he was really tan with lots of like, you know, Silverback gorilla gray hair on his chest and back, back hair, lots of back hair. He was bald. And I remember he, he's, you know, he's probably dead now. In fact, I'm sure he's dead. This has been 20 years ago. Yeah. And uh, RIP. But, you know, he was so angry with me just looking at me. He just knew I was going to not take care of his lawnmower. Yeah. You know, he'd been working on this thing. Listen here. If you don't put oil in it, it's going to burn up the engine. You gotta put oil in it. You gotta put oil in it. Now you're gonna, have, you're gonna have. It's got a filter in it, an air filter. You're gonna have to change the air filter. On and on and on. And you know, I took pretty good care of that lawnmower. It yeah. it made it all the way to Wake Village. So it made it from Nashville, which we bought that when we lived in the, the big house. So it lasted like three years in Nashville. Let's count up how long that law... how well I took care of that man's lawnmower. Three years there, three years in law school. Was it only two years? Oh yeah, two years. Two years there, three years of law school makes five. Okay. Then Eastland made another what four, four and a half, five. We'll say five, ten, and then probably it went out about the first year in Wake Village. Eleven years I took care of that man's lawnmower. I changed the oil. I would vacuum out the filter and i pushed a lawnmower i pushed it and then i then i was like you know this yard's big i need self propelled it was hard to push it through that um, bermuda grass yeah remember that was so thick and it was just a thick bermuda grass it was a really beautiful lawn we had until the drought or or as they say the drought <sighs> Yeah, we're uh, we're ha- we're just having a really bad drought. I've probably told the, I've probably talked about droughts on the podcast twenty five times, but that always amazes me when people call it a drought.
1: It really confuses you.
0: Yeah, why would you call it that? You know, I guess I guess those the people that are really humble <laughs> call it a drought. I call it a drought, and I say I'm humble. But you you know humble humble. What do you think the proper pronunciation of humble is? Are you humble or umble?
1: Humble, of course. Well, Why do
0: people say umble? I don't know. It's weird. If you're an umbler, quit it. Because that's not how to talk. It's no way to talk to people.
1: How do you explain the word honor? Honor? Why isn't that honor?
0: Because honors, they make um, harmonicas. <laughs> honer. It's actually honer. Yeah. But is it, you know, Omer or Homer? You can do this all day long. (laughs) Nobody says I have a lot of humility. Are you, do you have a lot of humility? No, it doesn't make any sense. I think it sounds more spiritual to say humble for some reason. Hmm. And that's why people do it. It's got a little bit more of a spiritual edge to it
1: why would that be uh, we're going
0: to just humble ourselves in prayer sounds better than we're going to humble ourselves in prayer you know
1: i don't i, I don't know if that sounds better
0: <laughs> i don't know people do it for whatever reason you know yeah. everybody's got their reasons if that's the weirdest thing you do you're probably not that weird man uh so surveying the home uh this this uh evening it looks like uh, we've been hit by a tornado.
1: A Christmas tornado. You, you thought
0: the only natural disasters were taking place in California. No. The Edgington Home looks like it has absolutely been hit by a um, Merry Christmas tornado.
1: Are you distracted? Yeah, you is know, awake? it's just... Um, Are you listening no, for I a was baby? Looking at the, I was looking at the mess. The devastation? That you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so the way I decorate for Christmas is... I mean, I would say it's maybe a little extreme. I decorate for days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know i start I start the project knowing that it will take me i would say normally four to five days mm. to finish decorating. Mm. And so for a long time, things look really, really bad before they start looking better.
0: but then it all comes together, yeah and it looks like a Hallmark movie.
1: <laughs> I like to decorate for Christmas.
0: Well, I I think it's amazing how much we you know, I am I don't like to just have a bunch of stuff. Uh I'm not a stuff guy. But there's one thing we have a lot of, and that is Christmas decorations. Tubs it's true. and tubs and tubs of those, you know, storage containers full of Christmas things. Yeah. And you know what I love about that kind of stuff? That once you get, after about a month of it, month and a half, you get to pack it all up, put it out in the shed, and you don't have to think about it for another year.
1: I like that, too. It doesn't
0: clutter your life. But just for a short amount of time, to enjoy, you know, I was saying to you earlier about the our main Christmas tree, you know, with all of our souvenirs and everything on it. It's like, man, pulling this out of the sheds, it's like, Pulling out all the memories, and just reviewing our life. Yeah. Do we have some ornaments on there that we've had the whole marriage? Surely mm. we do. Yeah. Yeah, we we've do. got some really old, old things that are up there. They don't seem old to us, but I bet they seem old to the kids. Yeah. You know. So it's pretty awesome. Well,
1: there's an ornament on there that I painted when I was a little kid.
0: Mm. Are, are there any? And I think there. I think actually.
1: There's an ornament from Spring Garden on there. Yeah,
0: Spring Garden Elementary. Any Spring Garden Elementary alumni out there? Spring Garden. Spring Garden was a small community that was in, that wound up being in Bedford. They had their own school. So they uh, they built that school for kids in our neighborhood when I was growing up, the Spring Garden School. And then so many kids were going to Spring Garden... That they had to bus us back over to our old school, <laughs> <laughs> which was cool because we liked that school better because it was older. I guess I don't know why we liked it. We just because we have gone there since kindergarten. Anyway, yeah, there's a it's like a Texas right. It says Spring Garden Cougars or something on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of in that era in the '80s where everything was like Merry Christmas, y'all. Right. Yeah.
1: I think that's back now.
0: Yeah, Merry Christmas, y'all is back.
1: Yeah. Awesome. It's it's all over. Yeah. The little boutiques on the internet, you know. Merry
0: Christmas, y'all. Yeah, my mom, that was like our major Christmas decoration. It was a Merry Christmas, y'all. It was like a hat covered with Christmassy stuff, garland and tinsel and uh, Christmas ornaments. And then right in the middle of the hat was like this big wooden Texas that said, Merry Christmas, y'all.
1: What, what? I'm having a hard time picturing this. What kind of hat?
0: It was like a hat, like a cowboy hat, but it was all decorated.
1: Was it to sit on a table or hang mm. on a wall? I or? think it
0: sat on the table or maybe it sat on the mantle. Huh. It was just kind of a, you know, kind of a piece, decorating piece.
1: If you have a mantle, you're really lucky because you can decorate it for Christmas. See, I don't have a mantle to decorate.
0: We got no mantle. Yeah. We're decorating screen doors and weird stuff, right?
1: Decorate what you got.
0: You gotta decorate whatever you got. I hope you'll do something with this. The uh what do you call this? Is this a credenza?
1: I don't know what a credenza is. I have no is. idea. This what is that a desk.
0: Is. Like what is a credenza? I
1: have no idea.
0: That's something that sounds like a word no one uses anymore. I thought it was the area behind your desk was your credenza. Let's look it up. Credenza. What is a credenza? Okay, credenza is a, uh, it's a term for a dining room sideboard cupboard, particularly one where a central cupboard is flanked by quadrant glass display closets. Well, that's not what I thought it was at all.
1: It's a buffet, what we call a buffet.
0: Wait. But isn't there a credenza in your office? Credenza office desk. I thought it was sort of like what was behind you, where you stored stuff. I think this Sorry,
1: is. Sorry, you're wrong.
0: I think this is a credenza. Sort of like it's sort of like this.
1: Nobody can see the desk or anything Look, that you're right
0: talking there. about. It's like a. This is exactly what this is, right? I'm looking at Wayfair right now. It's sort of a hutch type desk. That's what this is, and I really hope Melissa will decorate my credenza with. I just want to put this out here with a garland because she's that. That's lit up. Because she hasn't done that for a couple of years. I think it's time to bring it back.
1: That wasn't what I had planned.
0: What do you have planned?
1: But if you really want to Well, that, tell me
0: what you have planned first. Let me think about it.
1: Well, I don't know. I, I've got some ideas floating around, but.
0: I just really want my credenza to look special.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll work on it.
0: Or whatever this is called. This is where we podcast from Live. Not live actually. Almost live. <laughs> from the credenza at I shouldn't have given out our address. That was crazy. You never know about the wackos. But if yeah, you wanna but we, hey we
1: probably need to delete
0: that. I might delete that. I might go back and delete where I put the address in. Yeah. Not just beep it right out. Unless, you know, if you if you really want to send us something in the mail that is not dangerous, um, we'll give you the address to our p o box but anyway, well man, uh so you've been in the decorating zone all day,
1: yeah, and I'm really sleepy. Can you tell how sleepy i am yeah i'm I'm trying to keep conversation going. <laughs> Yeah. I was literally asleep about five minutes before we started this.
0: Really? Where were you sleeping?
1: I was sitting right there when you and Adelaide were talking. you were dozing kind of off. dozing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's Saturday night, so I, I still have a little work to do on my sermon. You've got to make up a Sunday school lesson. Yes. Well, we're doing Third John and First, and starting First John tomorrow in my Sunday school class. So I love First John. I think that is something we should probably read every few months just because it it's so good on assurance, so that'll be a real joy tomorrow um, then tomorrow's our Thanksgiving service, and all yeah. the you excited oh yeah, yeah, right
1: <laughs> Why do you doubt my excitement
0: I don't know, man, like in theory, I think these things could be awesome, but then they always fall a little flat. Maybe who knows? Maybe tomorrow will be awesome.
1: So, what our services are for the community services? It's like if you if you ever went to a fist Sunday singing, okay? Do they have those in places that are not Texas?
0: I think it's common.
1: Okay, so fist if Sunday singing is Baptist where you know to... anybody who wants to sing can get up and sing, and so everybody comes to church and everybody gets up and does solos. Well, basically, it's a citywide fist Sunday singing.
0: Right, except nobody wants to sing. And it has to be a church group. So it's like we don't allow just rogue soloists to get up there.
1: So all the churches have representatives that get up and present a musical number of some kind.
0: Right. So, you know, so you're playing in a weird. We're not playing on our home turf tomorrow. We're playing at a different church, which makes it kind of hard. And uh, it's hard to get participation. The guy organizing it. Told me he's had a hard time getting participation, so you know. And I don't—I'm not really big into cooperating with other churches, anyway. To be honest with you, I'm not one of those like unity guys. Do you think I should be?
1: Um, I guess it depends on the situation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, it's a part of what I'm saying tomorrow, talking about the crusty old lawnmower guys that I'm starting to identify with them. And the older I get, the less that I just want to be like let's all get together. I'm like, let's you know, we've got these different buildings and let's just let's just kind of let's just hang with the people that think like we do. <laughs> you know? But that's I digress. Those are those are, I just think the lines, man, they're really blurry these days. Yeah, they but, are. You know, I mean, how do you how do you rem, how do you remain pure to your convictions when it seems like if you're not careful People value everything else over convictions, so, yeah, so I think that's where we got to be pretty vigilant, but we uh we are little guy, we get together with people that don't believe exactly like we do for these things, and all we do is sing, and the reason we sing is because everybody believes different things um but we kind of figure the music is something sort of neutral, but what we do is we take up an offering to help the poor, so it's really it is it is a great cause um while we're getting together, yeah, so. Well, man, nutty November.
1: All right, let's get, let's been, get to been, it. Yeah,
0: let's, let's get to it because you're falling asleep, right? Let's
1: get to our topic. And also because we're talking about nothing for long periods of time. And you know how that makes me nervous.
0: Why does that make you nervous?
1: Because, you know, we're supposed to be talking
0: part, about something. Part of the charm of the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast is that, you know, if you don't want to listen to it, Nobody's making you be here.
1: This you know, is true. You
0: know. If you if you like Melissa and her dorky videos, then keep listening. <laughs> if you don't, if you think she's just dorky to the max, go find some other dork to listen to. <laughs> I've got an attitude tonight, don't I?
1: You do. Are you sensing
0: my my podcast attitude? I
1: think it's because you hung Christmas lights on the house today. Yeah, but I
0: don't hate doing that.
1: But, yeah. uh, nobody loves doing
0: that. Well, I, I, I'm just amazed at how fast I can do it. I mean, really, <laughs> I do like one. I do like a, a single strand of LEDs all the way across, all the way across the front of the house, up the what do you call that? The dormer. It's like a, what do you call that? I don't even know.
1: Yeah. The Whatever. gable. The
0: gable. Up the gable, the down dormer? the gable, down the side a little ways, and then I quit. And looks spectacular. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm just booking right along here. No problem. So. Anyway. I think
1: every time we do the podcast, that sound comes up.
0: Yeah, it's weird. that uh, That is just a notification of some sort on Facebook. So anyway.
1: So we're on day 17 of this podcast series, which is 30 days to a deeper connection in your marriage. And we are trying to keep these sort of short. So that we're not, you know, trying to talk to you for 45 minutes every day, which we could do, but we probably shouldn't.
0: Not whenever there's a sermon that still needs to be finished.
1: Right. So um, each day we're just trying to bring you a little something to think about in your marriage. By the
0: way, how is your Sunday school class going?
1: Why are we talking about that?
0: I was just thinking about it. Like, what if people wanted to come to your Sunday school class?
1: What do you mean, like people from out of town? Yeah, like they go
0: see Jimmy Carter. Like, if, you, like, I mean, it's true. Like people, you know, they drive for miles to go see Jimmy. If you want to hang out with Melissa, you can just come to the Sunday school class.
1: Yeah, anybody's welcome to come to Sunday come school. Come to Sunday
0: school. Just show up at about 9.30ish and, and say, where's Melissa's class? They'll take you up there. And, yeah. You know?
1: We have a lot of fun. It's a great class. That
0: would be fun if people did that. So tell us again what is the topic.
1: Okay, tonight's topic is helping each other in our callings or our different tasks. Mm.
0: And you're we're talking are you talking ministry here mainly? Or
1: I I would I think it applies to anything. Okay. Anything that you feel called to do. It's not always things you feel called to do are not always strictly ministry. Sure. Um, So how
0: does one be supportive of their spouse that way?
1: Well, I think that there are some things that God calls us to do that are going to inconvenience the whole family.
0: Mm, That's good.
1: And you're going to have to be willing to be inconvenienced.
0: Let's throw out an example. Okay. Let's say husband is growing in the Lord and maybe discerning... course, there's lots of types of callings, but let's say he's discerning, maybe a call to ministry and to go to ministry, he needs education, um, probably needs to go to seminary. How does wife approach that?
1: Well, I think that's something that the husband and wife would have to sit down and kind of figure out how are we going to do this? You know, um, especially if you're raising little children. That's going to put an extra burden on the wife. Mm-hmm. But the way I look at marriage, you know, one thing that I learned, because you and I have both gone to school at different times in our marriage. Right. And that that kind of thing is just another phase in your marriage. It might seem like it lasts forever, but it doesn't. It really doesn't. But and, you
0: got to figure out a way to pay for it.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah. But you also have to figure out a way to make your family still work while one of you is pursuing something like that. And so, you know, at different phases in our marriage, we have operated in different ways as far as dealing with the kids Mm -hmm. or whatever we have to do. And so, but I I think one of the worst things you can do as a spouse is if your husband or wife comes to you and says, you know what, I really feel like God is directing me to maybe go down this path and the other person just totally freaks out. Right. Because they know it's going to be a real life changer for them. You know? Um, What do you think, Chad?
0: Well, um, what you would, what what you would want to do in this situation like that, I think is go slow and not make any huge decisions because if I'm, you know, a man or uh, and, and I've got responsibilities to provide for the household or if I'm a woman and I'm helping with the household or taking care of children or, you know, pe- people sometimes tend to, to kind of knee jerk and just shift, try to shift gears. And what they wind up doing is shifting gears all the time and never finishing anything. So I think there's a lot of cost counting um, in helping someone pursue their calling, whatever it is. So maybe someone's thinking, I need to go to law school, or I need to go get my MBA. Uh, I really think that's where the Lord's directing us. Okay, let's figure this out and how this is going to be doable. But with the attitude of, hey, I'm sure this can work if we if we do it the right way. Right. Um, now, some people just don't have a realistic expectation of how things like that are going to work. But the more information you get, I mean, remember when I was going to go to law school, we researched law schools a lot, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out, well, how do you do this? How do you go? What do you do? Where do you you apply? You know, and we learned that certain law schools were considered toilets. And then some were toilets flushing themselves. And we we used to crack up at the, (laughs)
1: like the
0: law school. The reviews. The reviews, you know, of people that had never probably ever been to law school, uh, the way that they would rank law schools and all this. And uh, but we, we did a lot of research and figuring something out and talking about how this would work and why we wanted to do this. And, of course, we, you know, we didn't exactly know what we were doing or why we wanted to do it. But that's, you know, that's just part of it. And so you just keep, you just keep trying and helping each other. And, but being supportive is really a big deal. I mean, it's like, you know, um, whenever someone's crushing your dreams, that's awful and you know you you need to be a realistic voice in your spouse's life but don't be their their soul crusher you know right don't make them think they can't do this um but but be but do be realistic because it might not be something that they need to do it just might be something they want to do and um so there's just a lot of um variables in doing this, but being supportive is really important. Yeah, and and
1: you're not always going to understand things that your spouse feels called to do. Right. You're not always going to think it's a good idea. You're not always going to think they're well-suited to this idea that they have or that they're capable of doing it. Um, But none of that really matters as much as just creating a culture in your marriage of whatever it is that you want to do in this life. If Mm. I am able, I will help you do it.
0: Yeah. And most of it's not on such a grand scale that you're going to quit your job and, you know, move across the country and go to school. It may be something you feel called to do. That's just, you know, you know, going to be difficult. Like if someone says, I really feel called for us to, foster children. Yeah. I feel called to teach this class. I feel called to start helping with the food pantry and make deliveries. I feel called to teach this class here or there. Um, those sorts of things. It, it, it's important, uh, you know, and, and, you know, it's not bad to, I mean, I don't, I don't feel that we have this conversation, but maybe if you're thinking, I, this is just, what are they talking about? You know, if you're having that feel, because I mean, you and I have a lot of irons in the fire, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, I enjoy helping you out in your social media empire. You know, I think, (laughs) well, I think it's fun. So I like to help and you help me out in all the different things we do at church. I mean, you're just a big part of that, but maybe that's a question you need to ask your spouse and say, Hey, you know, where do you feel like you plug into the kingdom? What do you need? What do you want to do? Where do you want to serve? How can I help you? Yeah, you know, and that's that may be a really important thing because it's, life is just so much more dynamic when you're obeying the gospel and doing what what it says to do, when you're endeavoring to make disciples in whatever way that you can, and um, following Christ, you know, as as far and as as uh, with as much enthusiasm and zeal as you can. That's what makes life exciting. Yeah, and that's where that's really about the only place real life actually is. So if you're not if you're not having that, um, that's a good conversation to have. What, what is it that we're doing now that's keeping us from fulfilling our calling? And am I holding you up in some way? So, th- things things to think about.
1: You don't. You certainly don't want to be the one. You know, if the spirit is really working in your spouse, you don't want to be the one to pour cold water on the whole thing. You know, right. right. Um, and, and I would hate, I mean, the the thought of you coming to the end of your life and you thinking, man, if only I could have gotten Melissa on board, oh, I man. could have done this or that. I just, I hate that thought. Oh,
0: there are a lot of guys out there that are probably really holding their wife back from being able to be all that they are because they're just, as far as the kingdom of God is concerned, they're just out of the game. They're checked out. Yeah. You know. Um, they don't care about going to worship. They don't care about serving. They don't care about giving all they care about is number one. And probably, you know, they, they care more about their fantasy football team or some other, um, you know, triviality rules their life. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you, I look on Facebook and see even guys my age who seem to be completely consumed by politics or sports. Yeah. And you think, are you just, you're being played you' you're being you're like like you have totally bought into like the silliest two things to make your life about, you know mm. um of course, unless you're like making a living from politics or sports, but I don't know that many people that are you know most of it's like a hobby, it's like something you just pay attention to, yeah, and that's all they ever talk about, and the thing is the things that we talk about those are the things in our heart, those are the things we really care about, and you know guys that are just totally into all these trivialities in and in, uh, trifles, that's the word, right? They're into the trifles. Yeah. The, the, you know, it, it must be tough. I, I mean, I hope I'm, I mean, I'm pretty goofy. I like to have a good time. But I hope that I would be understood to be a pretty serious man as far as I care about things deeply that mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. And, um, that would be sad to be married to a man who didn't have any substance. So, you know, if if you're a man that doesn't have any substance, come on, dude. Let's, let's at least, um, at least, for your wife and your children's sake, to set them free to do what God's called them to do, don't be holding them back with yeah. your with your trifles. Yeah, don't be trifling.
1: Don't you... don't turn your wife into a Reba song, you know.
0: Yeah, was that, was she <laughs> have a song about trifling?
1: <laughs> no, you know she she sang some of those.
0: Oh oh gosh, yes. You know,
1: is there life out there? Yeah, so much she hasn't done
0: yeah reba reba like was carried the torch for all the women out there whose husbands (laughs) had put baby in a corner kind of a thing right their whole life they were like it was always you know it's the woman that they said that it was the kind of sort of the suburban nightmare or the suburban despair was a woman would lay in bed and think in the suburbs raising children is this all there is yeah is this all my life will be is this it you know, um, because they just felt like they didn't have a purpose.
1: Yeah.
0: And, that's, and when you don't feel like you have a purpose, that's really hard. I mean, I know we, we sit here and think, oh my gosh, we have to podcast again, you know, because we're idiots and we like to so, say, let's do it every night for 30 days. <laughs> that is not normal. No one else does that. Let's, I'm like, so some Al Moeller, and he's like, let's do this for 180 days straight or more than that.
1: He actually, I think he's amazing, but he does like, he does
0: like 130 days a year or something. He
1: is amazing. But Dr. Moeller does have a team of people helping him do that.
0: Yeah. But you know what? We got no team. (laughs) Hey, we have each other. (laughs) Babe. (laughs) I got you, babe. I've got flowers in the spring. That's your line. You got the Lex line.
1: Yeah, I
0: know. I've got you <laughs> to wear my ring. You're not going to sing?
1: And no, when sad, I what I'm saying. already sang a Reba song. You're a clown.
0: See, you should have had that line because I'm the clown. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, we've gone 31 minutes. We're inching up toward 45 minutes. Somebody thinks she's too
0: cool to sing on the podcast. I think we need to do a solo. I think
1: everybody heard me singing, Is There Life Out There? Is there life out there?
0: Let's do a Reba duet. I'll be Linda Smith. Was that the the woman that...
1: Yeah. I love That was a good song.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That was like the most dramatic thing in in country during, during that era. That was a great era. You yeah. know there was, that's never been rivaled. I know, and and just the cleverness of the songs. I mean, that that's when Nashville was cooking, right after you know the post Garth explosion. And I remember just watching that. Remember, there was a show called On the Road, and they yeah. would, they would show just awesome country music concerts.
1: You know, when I'm uh, driving, Linda and— Linda
0: coming down the stairway with Reba. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When I'm driving and I start getting sleepy, I just flip it right on over there to that '90s Country Channel, and I just yeah. sing along to every single song.
0: If you drink, don't drive. Do the watermelon crawl. <laughs> <You> <laughs> every know what, light it, in the house is on. You know what
1: song they play every hour on that channel? Guess, guess what's one.
0: Mm, give me, like, who's the singer? Martina. <laughs> what is it? Independence Day. Yeah. They love that song?
1: They played that like, song like eight times a day. <laughs>
0: Why would I love that so much?
1: I don't know. That
0: wasn't even her best song. It was a good it was good though. When it came out, I mean it had a lot of fire to it.
1: Literally. Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> All right, we've got to stop talking now. Alright, so thanks for listening and we will see you guys again tomorrow. Hold on, I'm
0: not done. I'm oh. not finished. <laughs> I would love to just sing more country music with you, but I just want to congratulate you for a video with, As last time I checked, had 4,200 views.
1: Oh, yes. Let's talk about the giveaway. All right. The giveaway is going strong right now. If you go to my Facebook page, it's pinned right there to the top of the page. You can go enter. Um, Somebody's going to win this enormous prize package. What if it's you?
0: Someone's got to do it.
1: It could be you. Yeah. So go and enter, and I cannot wait to see who wins it. I'm so excited. And the fun thing is we're doing the announcement. We're doing the drawing on Black Friday.
0: Ooh. So somebody's
1: going to get a really good deal on Black Friday.
0: Yeah. We're going to do that on a Facebook Live video? Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast with Chad and Melissa Edgington. We want to... Uh, wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Thanksgiving Happy (laughs) Halloween and we'll see you on episode 102 tomorrow
1: Alright, bye 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 -bye, y'all